Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. Thank you for tapping into ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. Another silly ass, stupid ass podcast, according to the Barb's on Twitter. But that's a whole different story for a whole different show. I got Monet on the mic. In front of the camera, smile, Monet. <laughs> How did you get that name? Like, why is that your your name? Um, I've had a lot of names on Instagram, but I landed with Smile Monet because anytime I'm with my mom, I have a, a tendency to kind of like zone out and stare out into space, and I can get that resting face really quickly. <laughs> and so my mom will be like, Smile Monet. And so oh, that, wow. yeah, that's that's where that came from. But you you're always smiling. I'm like, always smiling. I am always smiling. So it made sense because it was kind of twofold. I'm like, well, people know me, they know that I'm smiling. And then when I get that resting face, when I zona, I stare off into space and I can look really mean and not mean right. to. She goes, smile Monet. So um, it, it's a reminder to myself to smile. Maybe you need to trademark that. <laughs> I probably should Some business, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> Hey, 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 go do too much. But <laughs> this is your first time here on the platform. We do icebreakers. And I'm not a music podcast, but we always talk about music. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who is your Mount Rushmore of music? Your four favorite artists, musicians, producers, songwriters? Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, Michael and Stevie are at the top for me. Michael and Stevie. They are. And they're they're neck and neck. I wouldn't put pit the two of them together. Right. Um, I probably these days, since I've gotten older, just kind of gravitate towards Stevie. And not because Michael's not here, but wow. I could just listen to Stevie for the rest of my life and not listen to anyone or anybody else and be okay. Wow. Yeah. So, so we got two, Stevie and Michael. Yeah, Stevie and well. Michael. You know, there's there's that one artist that's controversial, obviously, because of his transgressions. We won't name the name, but um, he he would have been at the top uh, for me yeah, from man. a producer standpoint musically. Are you talking about? I don't know. Some people don't want to say it, so I don't want to say it. But his first initial comes between. Chicago? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, wow. Yeah. He, we're yeah. going to get back to that. And who's the fourth? Just because. Just okay, come back to that, or can yes. I go come back to that? We're gonna go back to number three. 
we'll go back to number three. Okay, number four, probably um, we said artist or producer. I don't think there's anything that um, New Jack Swing wasn't that didn't produce that I didn't like. Wow. So we'll go with um, Teddy Riley. Yeah. Wait a minute. I did not know you were tapped in like that. What you mean? Okay, so do you want me to tell you my age? No, no, no. I'm saying like most people, when I ask people that question, they will do the the lazy ones, right? They will say Michael, Janet, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them range to go into production, songwriter, whatever, but they mm-hmm. never name like uh, a movement. You're the first person that named an era, New Jack Swing. It's so funny. I was just telling my friend yesterday that the first tape I remember that my parents I don't know if my parents bought it for me or not, but I had a Walkman. It was a a, a, a Fisher Price Walkman. Remember, you know what I'm talking about too. Yes. It was all colorful and shit. Yes. I had yes. a heavy D tape, and I yes. used to play it over and over and over. And I always said Teddy Riley's best beat is "We Got Our Own Thing." Yeah, uh-oh. it's so crazy that you said it, and you don't even gonna believe me. But Heavy D and Father MC, I probably listened to at least one of their songs a couple what times a week, easily. But Father MC didn't have very many. Wow, I didn't know that. I did yeah. not know that. That that is the best era of New Jack Swing. It was it was um, helmed by Teddy Riley. But Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis got in there too and did yes, some nice yes. things. Yes. I think one of the best New Jack Swing albums is Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation. Yes, 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 yes. And this is another thing that people don't kind of get into. All of those songs, like most of those songs in that era, I don't know what year it was. I would say it's from like 87 to probably like 93, 94. Yes. They were all like James Brown samples, like chopped up and screwed over and okay. over. So I was thinking, I was like, I wonder what James Brown estate looks like. All those songs were sampled with James Brown samples. Like that Heavy D song, We Got Our Own Thing. That was like four or five James, James Brown songs. Interesting. Okay, so you telling me something I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So um, incredible, incredible time for music. I was, I was in diapers. But like I gravitated to that music for whatever reason, right? And then mm-hmm. as you got older, you learn about Teddy Riley and who he is and what he meant. Right. You know what I mean? Teddy Riley, Babyface, L.A. Reed, oh. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. What a time to be alive. You hear me? Man. Time to be alive. <laughs> but, but we're going to go to number three. Your number three is R. Kelly. Okay. Listeners and watchers, you're talking about R. Kelly. As a black woman... I'm going to say that to you as a black woman. You know where I'm about to go. You still are comfortable to put him on your Mount Rushmore. It's, 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 not, a, it's not a conscious thing. I'm definitely, his music is definitely not in rotation for me today, in these right. todays. Um, I think for me, when we just start talking about musical talent and musical artistry. Right. Just in a raw answering your question, I am separating the man from the music. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because you're asking me that question as a as a woman and as a black woman that you right. expect to answer. But are we also considering 
his producing capabilities behind other artists, behind the Janets, behind the Tonys, behind he's behind so many different artists that are not male, that are not thinking as salacious as he was, where we automatically attach the man to the action. Right. I'm, I mean, one of my favorite slow jams of all time is um, Anytime, Anyplace by Janet Jackson. And there are two versions. There's a more acapella acapella version, and then there's the version that he did. That is my absolute favorite slow jam of all time. I don't watch that. I I don't watch that um, that video, and I don't listen to that song and think about him at all, at all. So, I'm. It's it's. If we're just talking about the artist, no, I don't stream his music. I'm not listening to it. you know, but at the same time, out of respect for for very obvious, it's a touch point for for many, for all of us. Right, right. Um, I probably would not go on a on a platform and write and say or try to defend his music. This right. is just us talking. So don't come for me. Don't at me, whoever you are. What I will say though is I haven't actively went to listen to R. Kelly's music since he has been put away. And convict. Mm-hmm. I have not said, oh, let me hear that R. Kelly song. I've mm-hmm. never done that. I, sure, will sure. Say that. I don't know if that's conscious or subconscious, but I don't seek his music. But Thank he you. has so many great songs that he written and produced for other people. Yes. I think they should take the hit. You know what I mean? They shouldn't take the hit. I mean, for instance, they, let's talk about Mary. I'm a Mary Stan for sure. Seven days. Several, several albums. I mean, we would just have to really just wipe her off, and it's impossible. So again, when I listen to Mary, I don't listen. You know what I mean? Like I'm not listening for that. I'm seeing Mary, the artist. I'm enjoying her songs. I'm jamming. It's not. We don't know, and then we don't know these people's personal lives anyway. They could be having an underage sex child cult for all we know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we won't find out until 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes. But, you know, I, you can't deny R. Kelly's talent. You can't yes. deny what he's done for black music and just music in general. And I'm not going to sit on here in front like he wasn't a genius at what he did. Yeah. yeah. Smart? No, but when it came to music, he knew what he was doing. Absolutely. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Good talk. <laughs> When you're about to travel, because you travel a lot, is there like a, a, a particular type of music you listen to to get you like in vacation mode? Like, is there songs that you associate with places? Like, what kind of gets you ready to go when it's time to like travel? Hop on a plane, clock out, travel. So we're we're talking about traveling for leisure. Correct. Okay, so traveling for leisure. Um, I really love French music. I love French music. I don't. Like um, I started trying to do my Duolingo thing. And oh it, wow! It it it, it kind of fell off. So you know, yeah. then I get back on. I mean, I'm just so busy. I, I just haven't had time to, to stay with it consistently. But I love, 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 love French music. It it takes me to a place instantly. Right. And neck and th- and neck and neck with that. And what got me into French music was um, Brazilian Samba. And so I like Portuguese music as well, particularly Brazilian Portuguese. And I would listen to it on Pandora and it kept introducing these, um, 
you know, these French songs. And then I just ended up getting my whole my own French thing and kind of building a playlist off of that. And so it then it just opens you up to what is called world music. And so, you know, I'm you know, I'll do my Daft Punk. I'll do my dead mouse. I mean, like I'm I'm a myriad of music when it really, really comes down yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, glad I asked you these music questions. I don't understand French like that. My mom speaks French. Nice. From Louisiana. So okay, I've okay. always kind of had an interest in it. I love Paris, though. Have you been to Paris, right? I have been to Paris. I So I went to Paris once, and I feel like I could live there. Yeah, of course. And there's this, um, not to, to take away from anything, but there's this show, or there was this show on Netflix called Madeleine in Paris. Right. Love it. Um, I watched all <laughs> I watched all of it and I can't wait till they bring the seasons back. But yeah, I, I love, um, I love Paris. I, I love that finally Paris is getting, you know, put on the map for not just being a European place. There is black right. Paris. Right. And, um, you know, Instagram and TikTok has helped kind of bring some awareness and some, some eyes and visibility to that. And when I say black Paris, I'm not talking about, Americans going to Paris. I'm talking about black people in Paris that are right. thriving, that are moving around, that are right, shifting right, the right. culture. But you do travel a lot. What are like any travel hacks that you kind of do you have any travel hacks? Travel hacks? You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't bring my suitcase in my house. Mm-mm. Why not? <laughs> because Airplanes and airports and elevators are nasty. And it's just like wearing shoes in the house. I do not bring my rollerboard in the house at all. So you leave it outside your door, you spray it down. I either leave it outside my door and spray it down, or I leave it in the car and just transfer like the dirty clothes and and transfer the fresh clothes back. Yeah, I don't I don't bring bring a suitcase in the house, no. So nastier than the the bathroom suitcase? You said, um, I mean, I wouldn't put it in the bathroom because that's where you disrobe and you're, that's, that's supposed to be the cleanest place really in your house when you yeah. think about it, because that's where you are bathing and cleaning yourself and you should be leaving the dirt in the drain, right. whatever, the sink drain, the toilet drain, the shower drain. I would not, you know, if I did that, it would have to get carried in and out of there, but no. So you so you don't bring your suitcase in the house. And you, I don't bring my suitcase in the house. Wow, I do. I, I should, and I'd be living out of my suitcase for like three weeks. I mean, I you know if I'm if I'm in a hotel and I I can see where that's like. Well, that's kind of a double standard, but it's the hotel. I mean, at that point, it has to be in there. But it stays in an area where I don't be rolling oh, it around. Are you a germaphobe? <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you where he came from. I'm going to just be brutally honest. Before I'm a flight attendant, before becoming a flight attendant, I did wear shoes in a house. I did bring my suitcases in a house. After being a flight attendant and being on the other side of that, on the not so pretty side of it, um, I don't do those things anymore. So I I will tell you this. And it happened for me probably in 2019. I was in a hotel in the elevator and there was a puddle in the elevator. Right. And um, what I thought would be from the pool, because there were kids down there that were wet and running around, blah, blah, blah. Kind of find out they were having a dog convention there. And it was a huge pool of dog urine 
that I had oh, rolled yeah. my bag through. And now this bag has to be rolled into my house, into my hotel room. It was from that day forward. I do not bring my bag in the house. Wow. Mm-mm. And wow. I stopped wearing shoes in the house because it was it was mainly the visual of being of doing of the lavatory of being in that bathroom. Right. I've seen some stuff. I've had to clean up behind some stuff the whole nine. And so I stopped wearing my work shoes there, my heels and my right. flats. And right. it just kind of carried over into all shoes. So right. Wow. Yeah. My, my line of work changed that for me. So are you thinking about making like a guide of what not to do and how to pack and how not, you know what I mean? No, not really. I, you know, I, it's not even something that I've ever really said publicly. I don't know if my friends even know that about me. Oh, wow. They just don't see the bag anywhere. (laughs) It's downstairs in the car. (laughs) Now, now you're making me feel nasty because my ass will like bring my suitcase in and like put it in my living room and like dress out of my suitcase or wash out of my suitcase as I need my whatever I need in there. I mean, and now thinking about it, I said that is that is nasty because even then, even you're, you're even rolling the suitcase outside on a pavement and then putting it in the house is like, oh, should I really do do that? I mean, here's the thing, like on the wheels alone, I've seen like hair and we could just say hair. I was going to say hair that's other people's hair, but clearly it's other people's hair. It's not my hair. And I get really grossed out by hair. That's like DNA. I don't like other people's hair. Like, don't be on my sweater. Don't be on my head. Don't be in my suitcase wheels. I just do not bring my bags in the house. I don't. Wow. That's something I'm keeping in mind next time. I, <laughs> I mean, just have a little dedicated area, even if you know, like I would take it in the kitchen before I took it in the bathroom, right? Because there's usually an area of the kitchen that's that's like away from the refrigerator, and With, it, you can roll tennis and yeah, you know, like the little mud room area. I just just not the house. What's your favorite like destination place you've been? Um. Believe it or not, I, I just like small towns, I found. I know you would probably think I would say international place. I mean, my, my favorite international place is Brazil. I love Sao Paulo and I love Bahia. Those are my favorite oh, places. Um, but been. if we're talking, huh? I've never been. Oh, my God, you have to go to Bahia. So I, I always butcher this. And if I get it wrong, my mom is going to check me. I know she is. But, but, but um, the state of Bahia in Brazil has the largest... African population outside of Africa. You got to see these people because here's the thing. So the way um, um, I'll just say black and white, I'm not even attaching it to like European or or where they're from and where the black person is from. But what we're accustomed to seeing here in these United States is that when black and white mix, they have like usually the golden locks and kind of like the curly hair. and There's an aesthetic. What what I have witnessed with my own eyes is that how the Spaniards came in and mixed with those African, direct African descendants, they'll be as dark as me and you, if not darker, with like hair the color of clay. Oh, that, that's, how, that's how it was in Colombia. And blue eyes. And it's just like, 
we don't see that black and white mix yeah. stateside. Yeah. It's a different kind of, but man, it's so rich in culture. It's so rich in history. It's just beautiful. You know, I've, I've stood and even danced where Michael Jackson stood and danced. And um, he had two video versions of the video. They don't, you care remember, about they don't care about us. That one where he was doing the dance in the yeah. little um, court area. I mean, it just, Brazil is, uh, just has a special, special place in my heart. It really does. Um, <clears throat> And then my bucket list sidebar is to explore all of the Afro influence on Latin Americans. So that's the kick I'm on now. I, okay. I yeah. Colombia, Honduras, yeah, even El Salvador. Mex. I yeah. love Mexico. Yeah, I think we sleep on Mexico. I have still never been to Mexico. Do you hear me? I have never. I'm from Los Angeles, California, <laughs> South Central LA. Can't get no stranger, and I have never. How you Mexico. never been to Mexico? I just. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Not even Tijuana. Tijuana, I have, I just, I have never been. You got to, you got to tap in. If you could buy something there, buy something there. Um, every time I go to Mexico, it exceeds my expectations. I've never had a bad time in Mexico. I've wow. never had a bad experience in Mexico. Wow. Well, I could spend the whole episode talking about Mexico, but wow, yeah, time for that. Mexico City blew my mind. Wow. It's like Dubai. Wow. Mexico City. Um, America does a great job at not showing us Mexico. They do I think great America job. does a great job of not showing any yeah. country that they don't really want you to. I did not. You know, you know what you're getting into when you go to Cabo or Tulum. You get mm-hmm. it, right? But like Mexico City, Monterey, completely... I can't even put it into words how like modern. I almost feel like at times Mexico city that felt more tech technical advanced than LA or any city in the United States. Okay. Infrastructure skyscrapers. It was just crazy. Um, Got to tap into Mexico and it's cheap. Okay. Yeah. And, And I think, and I think another reason why Mexico is such an easy place for me to go to besides it being so close is that we're just so familiar with like the culture and the food. We are. We Be- really being don't have to make any concessions. Like yes. we, we could eat anything. We could, yeah. we could speak the language or yeah. we know the gestures. We know the colloquialisms. Cause we're yes. from LA. Yes. So it's just, you don't have to worry about food at all because we eat it anyway. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yes. You know, yes. So, and, and saying that you don't have to spend money on food there because we eat it anyway. So it's like, right. there's not like, the food is bomb there, but it's there, it's not a, you don't go there for food. Well, we don't go there for food. Right, 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 right. So that cuts your travel budget significantly because you're not, you know what I mean? But yeah. I can go on and on about it. So, but you said small town. So like, what small town? Oh, so, <laughs> so my favorite small town is Dubuque, Iowa. I know. I know, I know. Why? You know what? It just feels. Um, it it just. I'm not from a small town. Right. Um, I you know I and I'm so used to hustle and bustle in life every day. I've I've lived in New York. I live in Chicago now. Obviously, being from Los Angeles, um, I it it just feels like you're off the wheel and it's just calm and it's quaint and it's cute and it's quiet. I don't know that I could live there. The homes are really beautiful. They overlook the bluff of the Mississippi River, I believe that is. And I just fell in love with it. 
I used to fly for a regional carrier. So uh, we flew the tiny planes that go into the smaller cities. So I was at an advantage because I got to see places like, you know, Dubuque, Iowa and, you know, random places in Michigan that other people don't go. You know, you just hear about the big cities, Detroit and all that. And, and those planes, you know, go into some of some random, random towns. And probably right behind that, I like Norfolk, Virginia. Wow. Yeah. So there's a number of reasons why you probably connect with Norfolk. A lot of our music came out of Norfolk and yes. Virginia Beach. But like, I've never heard anyone say that they, I hear bad things about Norfolk. What did you love about Norfolk? Same. The the culture, the music, and it's still just, it feels like that get off the wheel. You know, I'm just, it just slowed down for a minute and just enjoy. I, I mean, my experience with people were that they were nice. They were kind. I mean, they said hello and you walk down the street and you see somebody and you kind of tip in your hat like, hey, right. and I'm like, hey, um, when you be in a when you when you're in a big city, it tends to just lend itself to just two ships passing in the night and nobody's really paying attention. So right. it's nice for a minute when you feel like these probably these people probably don't all know each other, but it feels like that to me. Right. Right. <laughs> so, like wow. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't live there, though. Um. You know what? To be brutally honest, I think I can live just about anywhere. Well, you can because you're from LA. Because I'm from LA, is that yeah. why you think so? They say they say if you can make it in LA, you can make it anywhere. That's what they say about New York. I've never heard that in LA, but I'm also from there, so I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't be having that conversation with anyone. What anybody. part? What part of LA are you from? I'm from South Central Los Angeles. What part of South Central? Um. Let's see. Slauson and Crenshaw okay. on 8th Avenue Okay, is where I probably spent, I think we were, I was third grade. So however old you are in third grade until about 14, we moved to Gardena. Okay. But I was born in the jungles, which would be right over there behind Crenshaw Mall. We used to walk across that alley and I used to go to that school right across the street from, it's a little crab shack thing. Yeah. There now, by the Crenshaw YMCA. Like I'm from wow. Los Angeles. <laughs> the jungles ain't what it was. No, I know. Oh, and you, you said Eighth Ave, so that's like uh, High Park, Lamert Park, Crenshaw High. Not High. Lamert is further north, but uh, Eighth Ave between 60th and Slauson. So literally okay. right around the corner from, from the Marathon store. Literally okay. 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 right around the corner on the east of Crenshaw in the houses back off in there for a long, long time. You guys still own your house over there? No. It's crazy. It's like driving over there and it's just like, it's still predominantly black, but it mm-hmm. means like white people. I'm just like, fuck. I understood Baldwin Hills, but you and you kind of in the trenches now and y'all over here just, man. But I love my city though, and absolutely. The thing with gentrification is it the area needed help, yeah, or did it not? Um, I don't know. Okay, so when you say help, I, I assume that you were going to qualify that statement. I don't know that I would say that the area needed help so much as its residents residents needed the education of don't sell the house, and here's why. Right, right. By the right. time we started saying "Don't sell Grandma's house," by the time we started saying that, we, it was, it was kind of too late. Yeah. It was too late. It just was. It was. It was too late. And so they've been sitting, just waiting in the background, like, "Okay, 
He about to die. He don't know no better. We're going to offer him a bag and he's going to take this bag. And then we're going to come in here and slap it up together real quick and sell it for a million dollars. Right, 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 right. I'm over here now. And uh, I'm so I'm from South Bay, Gardena Torrance. Okay. Been all up and down Crenshaw, though, my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I live over here now and I've been over here for about two years. And it changed so much since I've been here. And it's just like some people will say I'm a part of the problem because I'm paying the rent that people from the area can't. People who are from the Mert Park can't afford to rent an apartment here. But here I come in from North Hollywood and I'm able to to pay the rent. And, you know, the people from here can't can't afford to live over here anymore. That's I don't know if I agree with that statement. Because rent goes up everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. And at the end of the day, I need some place to live. So I'm not going to feel guilty right. about where I choose to live. And we'll talk about that a little bit as we segue into, you know, my experience here in Chicago. But no, I don't think I agree with that. I mean, if you can own, then you should make strides towards doing that. But if you are renting, I mean... I've been a renter. I've never been a homeowner. And any place that I've lived or wherever I move, I treat it as if I'm an owner. I don't, right. I'm not going to throw trash in the back if the trash is piling over. I'm right. not going right. to, you know what I mean? I, I'm a part of helping keep the building building with care because I live here. It doesn't right. matter if I own or rent. I'm also that person that was going to, you know, the, the community meetings. You wouldn't have known I wasn't an owner. It didn't right. matter. I was going up to the ones in Ladera too, because I wanted to know what they were doing as gentrification was happening and coming. And as you are blocking black people from the access that they need to fair housing. Yeah. I want to know what's going on. So I went right in there as a renter and set up in there like, hello, I'm here. Yes. May I have a bonbon please? I did. What I will say, and what I, and I want to clarify what I said when I uh, said help, um, <clears throat> But I, crime has changed, right? Like the gangs are not what they were when we were coming up. You know what I mean? Um, you kind of, some people will say you do, but I would challenge that. You, I don't worry about what colors I wear when I walk out the house. You know what I mean? Probably five, 10 years ago, I would have been conscious of that. But now it's just different, right? It is. Um, and I think the neighborhoods in South Central changing with these white people moving in, I think that changed the crime and the way crime is, we're not shooting each other like we were growing up. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that's a partial result of the change that we're seeing in these neighborhoods because the policing is now different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, this is a loaded conversation but that was kind of because that sounds stupid when I said that we needed to change. No, well, no, it didn't sound stupid. But you know what I mean? Like you have to clarify. Yeah. Because I, I know my listeners going to be. But you know the crime is different. There's still gangs. There's still the riff raff happening or whatever. But it's not as prevalent as it was when we were coming up. You know what I mean? Yes, and, I do. Uh, I think that the change that we are seeing in these neighborhoods are changing the crimes that we bestow upon each other. 
because we're conscious of the change now. We're conscious yeah. of the change. We see yeah. that people are coming into our neighborhoods and taking over. So we're like, okay, we ain't go trip on somebody that look like me anymore because they're trying to push us out. So I think that just consciously changed. That's a part of it, yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Chicago, you're in Chicago, and offline we were speaking about how you said that Chicago is not as progressive, the black Chicago. I don't want to put words in your mouth. How do we have that conversation we had? Well, we were just talking about whether or not I like to live in here. I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, respectfully. Um, I I feel like, so I didn't say that black Chicago is not as progressive. I said Chicago, for me, is not as progressive. Right. Being from Los Angeles, living in New York, um, you know, obviously, you and I both have had some some worldviews because we've traveled. So I'm not just being one sided like, oh, people always ask me, well, how do you like Chicago compared to L.A.? There's no comparison. I don't even have that conversation. I don't compare them. It's not apples to apples. It's not a fair right. conversation. But I do. Um, I just feel like it's um, let's just talk for a second about black Chicago for it to be. um so so widely hugely populated with black people and for them to all be in a concentrated area how are we calling this one of the blackest cities in the nation how right. I, and, and i know that that they're just going by raw numbers but that's like saying i have a crayon box this is a bad example i guess but i have a crayon box and the boxes feel you know I have red crayons, but all the red crayons are in one corner and the and the sole right. green crayon is over here. How are we calling that a red crayon box? I guess I, I'm not even saying it correctly, but all I'm saying is like I so- get it. I get it what you're saying. In LA, okay. So in LA, black people it, in numbers, there's a low population, but south of the Tan Freeway in LA, all the way down to San Pedro, that's about 20 mile span. That's a largely black community, cities, Gardena, um, Hawthorne, South Central, black, predominantly black area. But you go to Westwood, you go to Hollywood, you go to the Valley, North Hollywood. There's black people in these Absolutely. Everywhere you go in L.A., there's black people. It may be a handful, maybe a lot, it may be just one, but Mm -hmm. there's always black people that's Mm -hmm. occupying every space you're in in L.A. Correct. In Chicago... They have a larger black population in numbers, but the black people, it's segregated and they don't. They're all in one section. Yes. And I keep being told when I when I say I want to have a black experience, I don't have a black experience. I'm used to leaving out my house. I was living. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In Inglewood for, for many years before I moved um, to Chicago. And, you know, I come out of my house, I go to the 7-Eleven, I go to the Starbucks, I go to the gas station, wherever I'm going in my commute to wherever I'm going, I see plenty of black people. And when I see them here, unfortunately, um, I live up north, what they consider up north, because the divide is downtown. So if you live north of downtown, you live up north. If you live south of downtown, you live out south. And 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 the beginning of the south side to however far it spans is the black population, the black community. I don't that's like it's like telling me I have to go from Inglewood to Long Beach before I can get the black access to a black population. I'm not driving to Long Beach just to go see black people. I'm not I don't I, I'm. I'm not used to doing that. I don't have to do that. But here, that's kind of my experience. And so recently, you know, I I, um, I had some guests in town and um, we were down on Michigan Avenue, you know, down in downtown and in some of the tourist areas and things of that nature. And I stopped and approached these two girls and I was asking them, they were like the, the door um persons or security at the door or whatever of this museum where we were and they were like oh yeah we don't go out there we don't we don't go out that way then there's that the mindset is that whatever the functioning is that happens i eat sleep breathe function they don't come past chicago um past downtown to come on to the other side i'm not saying none of them do i'm saying as a as a totality those are the conversations that when I've had conversations with people here in Chicago and with people there in L.A. that are from Chicago that left, they're like, oh, yeah, you you live in the wrong place. Do I? My neighborhood is nice. It's like mm, it's comparable to like a Westwood, like I told you when we were right. chatting a little bit. Um, but even if I went to Westwood and was hanging out in a village, I'm going to see black people. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I'm a black person. Right. I, I don't see it here yeah. in Chicago. And I've been often asked, well, why did you even move up north? People who come to Chicago typically automatically start in Hyde Park. That's that's kind of like I, I consider I kind of compare Hyde Park to Lamar Park. Hyde Park is where, you know, Barack Obama's from, et cetera. But I work out of O'Hare. So it wouldn't have made sense for me to move to Hyde Park. That's like 30 miles away from the airport. Right. I came, I landed where I landed and I moved according to work because I came here for work. 
I didn't right. come here to just like, oh, any, many, mighty mo. this is where I want to live. And so, you know, I've, I've little by little moved more south, but I'm still very much on the north side. And, you know, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit that just on a day to day, I don't see black people. I don't have that opportunity to really interact. And then when I do, when I'm on the plane, the vibe I get is, you know, where 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 we from i'm from you from is when we see another black people there's a sense of like instant familiarity like what's up you know what i mean like hey whether it's old or young i don't get that out here in chicago at all when i do see them i kind of light up like hi you know and i'm real good for like hey friend and i i'm just kind of met with like oh yeah well i get that when i when i was living in new york but new york is different new york i i love new york but they would say Oh, you're too chatty. You you you're not from here. You're too chatty. Yes. You're from Jersey or California, so I'm from California. Yeah. <laughs> so that attitude, you know. But yeah, go uh, ahead. Back okay. to what you were saying. No, 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 no. That that was all I was saying. So what I don't about, like I don't the bar. Think. Like, do they have like like clubs, bars, like stuff like that? That like you know, we got everyday people here to do over. What yeah. Is that? Uh, um. This is what I find that I hear a lot about when when I'm asking what to do, where do where do I go, and things of that nature. Chicago has festivals, which they're known. Chicago period is known for festivals, so I don't want to name any because I don't want to be attacked. Like I'm, you know, pulling whatever. I'm not pulling teeth, but there's major festivals that happen here that are that are catered to everything from food to black people to different, you know, the small little how they have in New York boroughs. They have these little towns, little areas here and they have this fest and that fest and this fest and that fest. Um, I'm not really a festival girl. I don't like large cows like that. Right. Right. I I, want to function. I'm like, where is the do over? Where is cherry popping Wednesdays? Where is you know what I mean? All I keep being told. And there's another half of black Chicago that tells me to stay away from the south side. Why are you over there? And I'm like, because sometimes I'll do Uber Eats and stuff like that. So I get in my car like, too, ba-doo, 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 ba-doo. Like, I'm from South Central. What you mean? Yeah, I can go deliver. That's uh, one thing we didn't do here and we don't do here in L.A. Black people who live in Woodland Hills would not tell a black person to not go to South Central. That's the first thing they're going to tell you is go to Lamert Park. This is what I'm saying. So all I keep hearing is go to Hyde Park, go to Hyde Park. And Hyde Park is cool, but Hyde Park is still one place. If you came here, I'm like, go to Beverly Hills, go to Baldwin Hills, go to here, go to there. People want to go to Watts. I'm like, why? What what do you want in Watts? I can take you. I can take you there, though. But what do you want? I mean, even with that, there's some places that we could take people in wherever. Compton, Watts, the east side, whatever. I mean, there are places that we can take people here, I'm just hearing it's out south. And I'm like, out south where? Wow. And it's the same, I hear the same places that I'm supposed to go. And and when I've gone to these places, I mean, I'm not a club. I'm beyond the club years, right. to be honest. Probably a little bit beyond the lounge years, too. I'd rather just go have a nice glass of wine somewhere and just vibe out with some good music. Right. Um, I, I haven't found it here when I when when the people who I've connected with has been like let me take you here let me take you there and I'm gone I'm kind of like how long have you been in Chicago December will be four years wow and I don't I do not feel connected to the city at all and I mean I'm so glad that we kind of started with the travel conversation because it couldn't be said like well have you gotten out and seen anything I have, and I'm not bashing it at all, but I will say, so let's, let's remove LA from the equation. 
when I lived in New York and I moved there sight unseen, I went there five days for a wedding, loved it, and convinced me, one of my homegirls, like, girl, let's move to New York. And we sublet a place and just moved to New York. No jobs lined up or nothing. This was in 20, 2006. Right. And I would, no lie, I would literally be walking down the street and people would be on the stoop. I lived in, in the Bronx while I was there. I lived in Harlem and we lived in um, Brooklyn. Right. We'd be walking down the street and people would be like, yo, we having a cookout. You want to come up? It was really like, oh, okay. Or I'd be on a train and the police would talk to me, you know, trying to like, right. holler, like, what's up? Or <laughs> I'd be walking down the street, you know, going to my destination, maybe walking to the train or something. And most dev would just be like in the, in the park, you know, like rocking the park, just random. Right. It right. was always something to fall into. I didn't yeah. have to say, let me go to this neighborhood. Let me go to oh, this. That's, that's, yeah, that's how New York is. I, that's what I loved about New York. I was New York. the other day. I was here by my, I would like to go out. I would like to leave my house by myself because it, I will always see a, a friend group somewhere. Yes. Be with them for a few hours, then bounce to the next spot and see a friend group there. That's how New York is, though. So that's how L.A. is for me. I feel like L.A. is like yeah. pull back the roll out the red carpet, pull out the velvet rope. And I'm super humble. I stay very low key. I don't bother nobody. You usually will. People usually don't know this, but I usually move around by myself in L.A. Right. Because there's rarely any place I can go in L.A. and not run into people I know. Right. And I'll function with them and then I'll hop in my car and I'm on to the next spot. I'm it. it I. I'm missing that here. I'm lacking that community here. I want it so bad too. Um, but my work is a part of that. I will say, you know, it's, it's a little tough. You know, the, the flight attendant life is a, a very lonely life. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see. If you had it your way, where would you be living? Back in, in Los Angeles. Back in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you know what? After leaving and being gone so long, this is the longest I've been gone out. I probably wouldn't even like be like, oh, I just want to live in Eaglewood and woo. I could probably live on the outskirts like Carson or Long Beach or, you know what I mean? Um, I probably could do North Hollywood. Like I could probably even go further out by the 118 because I've lived I've lived there. I've lived in that life. Like I know I know what it is. I don't have to like live in Inglewood to experience the culture. I don't have to be in any one particular city to experience the culture of LA. Right. I don't have to. And I miss it so much. I thrive it so much, um, you know, desire it so much that I don't think I just, it's like, oh, if I'm in Gardena, I'll be cool. Oh, if I, I literally just want to move back to Los Angeles County, you know? Okay. So is it one of those things like you've always loved LA, right? You mm -hmm. never, been one of those weird people to be like, I hate it. I don't, I don't want to leave. But did going to Chicago make you appreciate home so much more? Yes, because I remember when I was on my way out, <clears throat> and let's not forget to talk about moving from LA and that transition. But when I was on my way out, I was feeling like the dating pool was, was a little stale for me. Right. And I was like, ah. And then, you know, I got to Chicago and I haven't really had the best experiences either. I'm still single. Um, and I lost my thought. What was your question? Did moving from L.A. to Chicago, spending time in Chicago, make you appreciate Chicago or oh, L.A.? Yes. yes. Because when I moved here, I was under the impression without, I knew nothing about Los um, about Chicago. It was my base. So I got based here. I was told to come here if you want the job. Right, right. I thought Chicago was like New York. 
I just I just thought that I I had I had never been here, had never passed through here, nothing, never been in Chicago. Just moved here in the winter, sight unseen, like let's go. Um, it's nothing like New York. I thought I was going back to something that I had experienced before. So I do miss um and it'll literally be as soon as I touch down at LAX, I'll just be in the airport and I'll always see people I know. And I'm not talking about attached to work at all. I just literally from that second. And when I get to whatever my first stop is, it's like love instantly. And I miss that. I'm a I'm a I'm a social butterfly. I won't call myself a socialite. That sounds like Paris Hilton. <laughs> I, you know, I'm no, by no means a socialite, but I definitely have and love and enjoy a very active social life. Yes, I miss that. I appreciate How is it, how is it dating in Chicago? Um, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't have anything negative to say about it as if it attaches itself to Chicago. Um, I will say, I, I think I, I had the same, I've had the same experiences here that I have there. So I, I'm not going to make some like declaration that the men are this and that. I right. will say that I do follow a lot of, you know, like Chicago based pages, some of them being more of the uplifting voice and, and maybe one or two of them being ratchet Chicago. So I can see. And the right. consensus that I hear when I read through comments is that the people who are here don't want to be here and they really want to get out. Wow. So that's a that's, whole other. Yeah. I, I I can't tell you how many times I've read on some of these pages, like, that's why I got my kids out. That's why I left. That's why I this. That's why I that. And when, when family and loved ones call me to check on me because they saw something on the news about Chicago, they're usually talking about something that occurred on the South Side. Wow. The people that are there don't seem to really want to be here. And it that's, that's just been my experience. And they're looking for a way out. And either they can't afford it or... This is my life, or I mean, I, I feel like LA is the same way. It can sink its teeth into you, and and that whole to live and die in LA mentality. I remember when that song first came out, I was rocking with it. But the reality is of it is like I wouldn't want to live and die in LA and not having seen something else. Right, right, right. I I would encourage anybody and everybody. I think one of the the things we had talked about that that you would have asked is what would you tell people that they need to do, the, your listeners, that they need to do immediately? Get out and travel and see something outside of where you've been and what you right. know, whatever city you're from. You right. know, we're, we're primarily talking to Los Angeles viewers and, and, and surrounding area, I imagine. But I don't care how bomb your life is, how much money you make it. It's something more to life than big cars, fast cars, nice cars, rims. That ain't even a thing out here. It, it, it's not like our weather is so unpredictable. Literally yesterday, yesterday, the rain was so torrential. I was driving to the airport. We all had to slow down. I'm talking about where it looked like the sky just like somebody was just pouring a pitcher of water straight over my head. Wow. Windshield wipers couldn't even go fast enough. We, you, and I'm not saying that no one's out here flossing, but that's not a thing. I don't hear the music blasting boom, boom, boom down the street. I miss that. You know what I mean? I miss, you know, flossing all through Long Beach, Daisy Deuce gets props, hair and nails fresh from the hey, shop. You know what summertime I mean? Summertime like, in LBC. I'm just saying, like, it's, 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 it's not, the vibe is here for me. <laughs> and maybe it's because I have the mentality of where I've grown up from. Um, 
I I I feel like I want I want the South Side to spread out, like spread out a little bit and, and see, right. you know, there's there's more in Chicago than just the South Side. Let's open some businesses, you know, that are not solely over there. Nothing wrong with the South Side. I'm not bashing it. I haven't had any poor experiences over there, you know, from a danger standpoint. I, I haven't seen what they say happens. I haven't honestly I haven't even seen it. I don't just be functioning standing on the block either. But I haven't seen it. What about the cost of living? Is it expensive out there? <sighs> yes. Chicago nickels and dimes on everything. They have a sugar tax and I love my candy. <laughs> they have a, a water tax. They, you know, um, I, I don't give me the quote what the taxes are right now, just the general state tax and the city tax. And then they have the, the little boxes. You know, I don't know if, if all of L.A. has implemented this yet, but do you guys still have quarter meters? Quarter nickel dime meters for park. parking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we don't have that at all. So what happens is you have an app on your phone. You say how long you're going to um, stay at parking. It charges you the parking plus the service fee. And then if you don't stay for that period, you just lose the money. So if you pull up behind me like we would in Inglewood or something and it's like, hey, you know, I see his money on that meter. You look for the little flash and if it ain't flashing, you're going to pull into that space and take advantage of that money on the meter. Yeah. You can't do that here in Chicago. Oh, wow. So you don't know if the space is paid for or not. It doesn't matter. They go up to that the little box and they're looking for your plate. You can't you can't pay for somebody yeah. else's space. Your time is your time. If they have a minimum on the time, some places you park, they have a minimum. So you can't even be like, oh, I'm only be here for 20 minutes. The minimum is an hour. You got to pay for an hour. Wow. You know you're not going to be there for an hour. Somebody else could pull up before the hour's even over. They got to pay again an hour, whether they're going to be there an hour or not. So that's just, I mean, Chicago nickels and dimes on everything. Nobody believes me when I tell this story. I don't know if you know the story or not, but Chicago has these... Um, the camera tickets. And my understanding is that in LA, they outlawed those camera tickets because somebody was in a car with someone that wasn't their spouse. And when they sent the camera ticket in the mail, it caused like an issue. And you know, in, in California, we could sue for anything. And they sued right. and they won because that was their their likeness, their picture. And he was in a car with a, a woman that wasn't his wife or whatever. So it, I was there still living there when they took all those cameras off. So in Cali in, in um, here in Chicago, they don't police traffic. The cameras will catch you. And they'd be like, they'll send you a ticket in the mail for something enormous for like a mile over. In LA, we could we could do 10 miles over the speed limit. Right. In LA, if a cop pulls us over, we could be like, hey, Mr. Cop is not even pulling you over out here for speeding anywhere. The cop is not pulling you over for speeding. Why they not? I've never got a speeding ticket in LA. I got tickets for parking. Everybody get parking tickets. I got tickets for roll uh for doing the California stop. Stop and roll. Yeah. They give you they so their their camera. I got speeding you. tickets on a freeway, but like in the IE or somewhere. But I haven't got a speed I've never got a speeding ticket in the city of LA. God bless you. Sir. How do you speed? You can't speed in LA. What do you well, speed at? For starters, I used to drive a Mini Cooper stick shift, and I found a way. With the traffic? Yeah. You were swooping in and out. I mean, I've been redeemed. <laughs> but yeah, I used to get speeding tickets all the time back in my day. Wow. Not anymore. 
Now I drive like a granny because the speed limit is 30 because it's so we're so pedestrian heavy. So they ride right. those little motorized unicycles. They ride the the lime scooters. They they roller skating. They ride in bikes like they're really, really heavy on that here. So the, the average uh, miles per hour on the regular street service is 30. Oh, and the camera's catching you if you go. All yes. And it's a very expensive ticket. So I don't even speed now because I'm like, 30 is nothing. But if you are going one minute over, one mile over the speed limit, they will, the camera will be like, boop, 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 and you'll get a thing. What about the cost of like rent and like housing? How much, like how is that? Um, So I don't think, so for sure to buy a house here and buy a house there, it is more expensive in California to buy a house right. than it is in Los Angeles than it is in Chicago. However, <clears throat> the HOA fees are why I keep hearing that people are, are like losing their homes here. And the HOA wow. fees would be like 800 off top. Wow. Like something ridiculous, like a whole additional mortgage payment, these HOA fees. And they charge for everything. They charge for parking. Wow. Whether you whether you owning, I, I've never, you know, Literally, when I factored in how much I could afford for rent, I had to factor in two or three hundred dollars for parking a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. It's 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 more expensive. I mean, here I I live in a smaller unit than what I was living in in L.A. than I've ever lived in L.A. for sure. To be honest, in Chicago, you have rent control, so your rent goes up. So people are leaving. You know, they there's this huge you know this massive exodus every summer. Because they go up on the rent two, three, four hundred dollars. It's not right. control. It's not controlled by anything unless you're under some government subsidized situation where wow. they are. So even an older place, it's not. There's no rent control at all, even for an old. Wow. I mean, I, it, it, you know, I I don't know. That, that's not been the situation. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say that some mom and pop that own their building that's just been letting people live in there kind of right. deal. But but they're still doing what they want to do with their building. That's not the right. norm. In L.A., it is more, well, it used to be. I, I've been gone for four years. But it, it it was more of the mom and pops. You can just, when I was looking for apartments in L.A., you know what I used to do? You get up early in the morning and look for who's watering the grass out front in the building. That's the owner. Uh, that, or a little, a little rent sign. For rent with a marker. That's not a thing here. Wow. No. That's not a thing here. And there's, I, I haven't seen, you know how like Westside Rental has the monopoly on like, it, it, there's 80 million Westside Rentals out here. Everybody has the monopoly on it. You can't just like walk up to a place and be like, hey, is this for rent? Because it, it's a rent sign. And they don't do that here, like that here. You got to go through a service. <clears throat> Obviously, you're going to pay a premium price because yes. you're going through a service. Yeah. And I mean, wow. they have their Craigslist, but but you have to learn how to kind of filter through foolishness. And anybody got time for that? I just rather go through a management company. Either you're going through a management company, or you're going through a broker. That's that's what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what the pay looks like there. Not for your job, but I'm saying like, does the economy support the cost of living out there? You know what I mean? I don't really know. I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is that. What they call a sublease is not a sublease because the sublease person still has to apply and pay the move-in fee. So they don't do deposit, but they do move-in and administrative fees, which usually can equal 400 for one and 400 for the other, plus the first month of rent. 
Oh. Yes. It, I, I'm like, what is this? What is the admin fee? This is a sublease. What's an admin fee? Oh, yeah, that's different. I'm telling you, Chicago nickels and dimes everything at the end of the day to live. Out here in L.A., you're paying your application fee, whatever that is, and then you're going to pay like, or rent or the first or the first deposit. Or maybe rent. Yeah. Do you get that okay. money back if you don't get the apartment? Um, when I first got here, somebody didn't give it back to me. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. When I first got here, somebody didn't get, well, fortunately it was only the $400 administrative fee. And then some places, um, they also make you pay, they make you pay the rent upfront just to apply with the application. And then if you don't get it, they give you your money back in 30 days. That's a common practice here too. You holding up fifteen hundred plus dollars of fifteen two thousand dollars plus of my money for thirty days while I gotta go find another Chicago is different. And that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about when I say we're not progressive. Like what are what is that? What are we what you know, what are we doing? Um and then, you know, to kind of get a little bit on fashion, which is like my you know, one of my personal passions, something I love. I'm I'm very expressive through my clothes. Um, when I go into these stores and I don't care if your followers come at me for this, I re- this one, I don't care. I'm going to hold up my torch until they bury me. Not literally. Right. It, it's muted. It's not color. There's no, there's no color in the stores. I'm talking about some of the same brands that we shop at there. I come here and I'm just like, I've tried to find like bright orange, winter coats, yellows, green, you know, <laughs> bright. You can't find it. To. Everything is gray, brown. You know, and I'm like, we're in the winter where in a minute, all of this behind me is white. None of this is, you know what I mean? So I want to walk out rocking like a, a lime green, real winter coat, though. I don't, you right. know, to try to bring something into just this. Everything is white. Everything is gray. I miss the colors of stucco houses. You drive down the street in L.A., in North Hollywood and anywhere, the the, the, the houses are pink and red and yellow and green and and somebody was saying to me, it sounds gaudy. I'm like, that's L.A. That's L.A. Out here, everything is brick and tan and brown and stone and, you know, rust and wow. gray. And I'm just like, and and for someone like me who's mine, I, I see color in the world. To not see it out here starts to affect my mood. Sometimes it lends itself wow. to depression. You know, um, and I, so I really have to work really hard to just keep myself like rooted and uplifted. And I, you know, at least in New York, because they're kind of brick city, too. But New York has a lot of murals. And oh, yeah, New York, is, New York is different. New York is just the energy is just magnetic. The people are colorful people there. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. I am a Red Bull person. Energy drink. When I was in New York, I didn't have to do any of that because the energy was just yes in your face. Yes, you walked outside. Yes, it's like yes. damn. It would happen so much in New York. I would leave the house. I'm gonna be gone for a few hours. I end up being gone to two, three o'clock in the morning. So I left my house at ten o'clock to go to you know Harlem Food Bar for breakfast or whatever brunch. End up coming back home at two o'clock in the morning. Because it was just so much energy. Yes. I believe so, you. In New yeah, York. I believe that. I certainly believe that. that LA, LA, LA would give you that too. You got you to gotta drive though, but. I mean, driving is not, it, it's nothing. 
And then there's that, you know, I've, I've met some guys and they're like, oh yeah, I live out South. And it's like kind of an issue to get them, get us to meet up. Cause like people don't drive, like, I'm not saying people don't drive, but they're not going 14 miles. And I'm kind of like, let's go. You know, if it's, if it's what I want, let's go. Cause I'll drive to North Hollywood if my favorite ice creamery is out there. Right. Because in LA, everything's so spread apart. You have to drive. Right. Um, I just, I just feel like, you know, the, the mind state is I can kind of find it out there or I can find it in downtown. And for me, I'm like, where is it in Chicago? Cause I'm a go. And I've even driven outside of Chicago and, and been, you know, some farmlands, just going random places, just trying to, you know, see how far I can go and see some other parts of Illinois, Illinois outside of Chicago. It's just not for me. It was cool the experience, but it's not for me. I've driven lake, to Wisconsin. The lake you know, is not cool. Huh? Don't the lake is not cool? Yeah, it's beautiful, but I don't want a man-made beach. I want the Pacific Ocean with sand and a strand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Plus, you the that. lake freezes up in the winter, and we have about six months of winter. Last year, winter was, I think it started for us in like November, and come March, come April for sure. It was still cold. I had put my coats away and it was like, oh, wait a minute. That's a long winter. It's a long what's the, what's Give me a positive thing about Chicago. What oh, has it sounded like I'm not saying anything positive? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, I, you know what? You, you were asking me about the food offline. The food is everything that it should be. The, okay. I mean, you can find any kind of cultural food from I mean Lebanese to any any kind of culture you could possibly think of you can eat it and find it here and find it being made by you know the authenticity of the food is its people what about the Mexican food I don't like the Mexican food in Chicago it's a no for me and I actually heard that Chicago has a larger Mexican population than it does in LA no that's that can't be true Somebody told me that. I've so heard that a couple of times. I've heard and read that a couple of times. Why would they have the larger population? I don't there? understand it. They don't share a border. I'm like, wouldn't Texas? You can tell me Texas right. has a larger population. You yeah. can't, but 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 they do. They do. They have a very large population here. Oh wow. I don't like the Mexican food here. It's I don't like the Mexican food here. Here, I'm gonna just leave it at that. But but back to positive things about Chicago. Is beautiful, 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 beautiful um, in the uh, holiday season. Amazing. It's just rich. <laughs> it's electric. You can feel it. It's cold, but um, I love it here yeah. in November and December. And they got an incredible skyline. Incredible skyline. And I don't know. I, I really feel like Chicago's skyline is better than New York. I know they be oh, it is. It is. It is. It definitely is. New York Ooh. has more buildings. But Chicago got more higher buildings than... And Chicago has some of the most beautiful sunsets I have ever, ever seen in my life. Anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere. Sunset. It'll be a great day all day, and the, and the, the sun will come out just to set. No lie. No lie. Chicago <laughs> got great music. Kanye. Chicago has amazing music. Yeah. Chicago has amazing music. House music scene. Um, I, I, I've been able to experience really 
uh, the connection between gospel and house music here in Chicago. Oh, wow. yeah. There's, you know, there's a huge, I don't think I really knew that so much right. before coming here. Um, so I, I definitely appreciate like the, how the house, um, how the gospel music has inspired a lot of the house music. It has. Right. right. I, I feel like I kind of knew that. And they, mm-hmm. and the juking is fast, like oosh, 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 yeah, oosh. <laughs> like black people shit. Did the per- did the percolator start in Chicago? No, that's, Bal- that's, that's Baltimore. You're out there for your career, so you know. After we do what we're supposed to do with our career, go to the next chapter. You'll be where you want to be, and that's back home. I don't know. I mean, like you said, we, when we were trying before, LA will always be there. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I initially left because I was doing the black business tour stuff and I wanted to kind of look into expanding that into other cities. So that's why I became a flight attendant. And then right. COVID put a wrench in all of that. Um, and I, I still desire to get back to the black business tour stuff. But, it, it I, you know, I could quickly see that be, with, here in Chicago, that wasn't going to work. And it, it's not because of black Chicago. I will say because of the weather. Um, right. And the type of city it is, that kind of thing couldn't work. So I don't know. I, I don't. My final resting place is not Chicago, but I'm not really sure how and when I'm going to get back to LA. Right, right, right. We'll see. And give us a briefing of what the Black Business Tour is. The Black Business Tour was birthed out of a need for. Um, I wanted to connect the the people who wanted to support businesses of uh, owned by Black business. Black-owned businesses and those who wanted to support them. I was creating events around connecting them. And I was hoping at the time to um, not fight fight gentrification because it was absolutely happening. It it has happened. It is still happening. Um, I just wanted to give those Black-owned businesses in Los Angeles a fighting chance to be able to thrive as this, you know, change was happening in every single neighborhood and community of color. That's, That's why I started. I'm still very passionate about that, too. Yeah, we're definitely going to reactivate that when we get finished doing what we're doing. Um, yeah. There definitely is, there's always going to be a need for that, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's giving back, that's intentional, that's helping all of us. So um, I'm, I'll be excited for that reactivation and I'll be here and I'll be here to help you. Oh, um, I appreciate that. You know, I would, you know, I would, you know, I would. Join Allen. And Monet, what should our listeners and viewers do ASAP? ASAP travel, go somewhere, get out of your city, get out of your community and go explore another city and another community. Stat. What she said. And again, thank you for tapping into ASAP. I'm Sean Allen. Make sure you follow wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, write a review. See you guys on the next Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.